This is the Self-Help Hipster Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. It's real fucking subtle. (laughs) Welcome back to a new episode of the Self-Help Hipster Podcast. My name is Liana from theselfhelphipster.com. And my name is Andrew Chin from andrewchin.co. And we're back at it again with a brand new episode. Be welcome. Hip, hip, hooray. All right. So today we're going to be talking about the book by Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. But of course, first we start with our 30-day challenges, then we do the book, and afterwards we talk about our pop culture pleasures and our obsessions. Obsessions. But first and foremost, a big, big welcome at my dining room table, Andrew, Andrew Chin. Thank you. Thank you for my right. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm so... I'm uh, I'm okay, but I am super busy and super stressed. So yes. um, I'm very happy you could find the time to do the podcast. This today. is uh, like a religious moment. Right? I, I do not skip. This is this is church. Come <laughs> this to church. Is church. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's important to do important things. Exactly, and, and to do uh, fun things. Yeah. 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 Good. Exactly. Yeah. Fun things are important. Fun things are super important. Yeah. It's important to be frivolous, as we talked about in our previous episode. That's true. If you haven't listened, go listen. <laughs> what do you think of the f- previous episode? I thought it was fun. Yeah. I uh, I always re-listen like, after uh-huh. we publish it, and today I put it on to sort of refresh my memory on what our 30-day challenges were and whatnot, yeah, because yeah, I yeah, have yeah. the memory of a little goldfishy. <laughs> um, and I don't know, it just I always just really like, like talking and touching base, and then basically... Every time I get to do this podcast, it's a little party because I get to talk to one of my favorite conversationalists <laughs> right you. across from me. And I get to talk about everything that I like, like the 30-day challenges, books, uh, things that I love in pop culture, things that I'm obsessed with right now. I get to make dumb jokes. I'm just like, this is my jam. I love doing this. I love it too. Right? Yeah. Good. And I love your new uh, dining room chairs. I know, they're so fancy. They're so I feel like fancy. an actual adult. <laughs> I will put a picture up. Oh, they are very adult. Right? <laughs> oh, man, the process of buying dining room chairs, let me tell you, I am not cut out for that shit. So where did you go? Did um, you go to we the Warning to- Boulevard? Yes, we <laughs> did. Yes. Oh, my God. So, like, basically, for everyone who's listening out there, you know, like, those big complexes where they have all the stores, like, for for dining room chairs, but also for, like, kitchens and kitchenware and bedrooms and beds and all that shit. Bed, bed and beyond. No, sorry, I'm just. Well, kidding. basically, <laughs> the, like there are like in the Netherlands, we do not have ba- ba- what bad bath and beyond. Yeah. Or bad bath and beyond. Mm, we'll bad, put it in the show notes. Yeah. But anyway, those like complexes, those type of malls. Yeah. Oh, I get so tired just from thinking about them. But my boyfriend is exactly the same. So what we did, we had like a whole thing. We went there. We went in all the different stores. We looked at the chairs. We sat on the chairs. We made pictures. Then we went home, mm-hmm. we thought about it for two weeks, and then we knew for sure which ones we wanted, and then we went back, we went, we like, we like made a break for the store, we said to really? the guy behind the counter, we were like, we want those, six of them to go, please, and then they ordered them for us, and then they, br- <laughs> like, they brought them to our house, so it was a very easy endeavor, because me and my boyfriend are basically like the same person, yeah. except I have boobs, <laughs> um, but it's just... I, I'm just not cut out for that shit, man. I just I just find it so boring. Yeah. Did you go on the uh, second Easter day? Oh, God, I did not. <laughs> Seriously, those holiday days, going to those types of malls on those days is like my actual nightmare. <laughs> I cannot think of anything I would, wouldn't prefer doing on that day. Yeah. You, you, on, on Easter day, the second? Yeah. It's second, like Monday, yeah. right? This is not something that, like, it's a very yeah. Dutch thing. Nobody, no yeah. other country has a second day of Easter, right? I uh, No. And, and, but we use it for yeah, going we, to Ikea, the, yes. the, 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 <laughs> the, the mall for oh. the furniture and, um, brunch or gourmetting, which is also oh something God. that other people don't do in other countries. No, gourmetting is very Dutch. Right? Yeah. Okay. I have to sneeze. Hang on. Okay, now I don't have to sneeze anymore. Um, Oh, that's awful. Like half a sneeze. Like my nose is like so unhappy right now. (laughs) Anyway, sidetrack before we even got started, basically. Um, But yay, I have new dining room chairs. Good. Good. 
30-day challenge. So how did your 30-day challenge go? All right. Well, um, so in our previous episode, we talked about our 30-day challenges. And I basically said that I was doing these self-help exercises and I was working on those a lot. Um, basically, the gratitude list was a was a big favorite that is very easy to do, very quick. Uh, I can do th- those very quickly, but also like other exercises. And I said in that episode that it would basically go on on the same course. I would keep doing those types of things. Well, I did, but in a different way because there's a lot of there's more to self help than just like writing things down mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, I don't know if most people know this because it's been a very very long time. But in 2011 or 2012, I uh, got my Reiki one initiation, and Reiki is basically uh, according to that philosophy or whatever you can call it uh reiki is the energy of life and when when you get a reiki treatment through someone's hands um energy just basically gets energy flows Mm -hmm. from your hands into other people or into yourself if you give yourself a reiki treatment um i had had a couple of reiki treatments in the past and in 2012 i wanted to get my own reiki initiation because then you um, can do Reiki on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was just very, always very interested in, in all of that. And after those treatments that really, really helped me, I was just like very curious about it. Um, and I've been doing it off and on after, like ever since I got it, the first, uh, period after I had my Reiki one initiation, it's very intense. It's very, um, I'm already a pretty sensitive person. Mm-hmm. And after that, that like multiplied like by a bunch so i had i actually needed a lot of time to sort of like readjust myself to that level um i'm sorry you guys if this is totally woo woo, but you're just gonna have to sit there and take (laughs) it take it anyway um so i occasionally do reiki on myself i don't you i don't give many treatments to my friends anymore i have done in the past but what i've been doing more so lately is just giving myself reiki before going to bed and reiki is just very like you put your hands on your face or on your head on the back of your head on your uh, like uh, on your collarbone um on your your lower ribs and then like a few more down to your to your stomach like to your hips yeah and uh, you you just keep your hands there and like the warmth of basically your body heat probably but also after my initiation the idea is that i receive like the that you can also like uh, transfer energy i don't know sorry where does it come from just from the universe like out there i don't know there's no like and that's why i'm not like i just like the feeling of warm hands like Uh and it's it's a very (laughs) very um, it's a it's a very um you connect to yourself basically by giving yourself oh, time yeah, with the yeah, touch yeah. with the, with the time that you give yourself i just really find it calming and it really helps me so i've been doing those instead of like writing exercises and i've been needing a lot more energy because i've started with my new job hey i was gonna ask it's really really great it's really like exhausting because you learn so many new things there's so many new in like you have so much different there's so many different things that you need to sort of like get adjusted to yeah. and get used to uh, my colleagues are amazing um oh, good. The, 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 jo- the job is super super fun but it's all very new and yeah. i can definitely tell that i really need to develop myself in certain areas if i want to be able to keep doing this i'm i'm really good at what i do um but I can tell like there's so much more that I could be doing, you know, so that's kind of my, my thing, but it's very tiring. So I need like to really take care of myself. So that's why my, basically my, my schedule's on lockdown because I need to sleep and I need to have downtime and all of that. <laughs> um, and the Reiki really helps me. So currently that's my 30 day challenge. Like before going to bed, I do Reiki. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, um, do you see it as a challenge or is it like a chore or is it like mm. really like relief like oh yes now i can do some reiki that's it happens great. really naturally i okay. feel i, I want to do it and that's why it doesn't really feel like a challenge and it's just nice yeah yeah it's relaxing and i sleep e- like it's easier to fall asleep and all that so oh, that's why great. it's really really nice yeah I, I like reiki is an interesting thing and i don't 
go to like any meetings like because you have also these like reiki days where you can treat each other and there's like mm -hmm. a whole thing and i don't really do that but the connection that it helps me get with myself and because i get really great ideas when i'm doing my reiki like i get like impulses where i'm like okay i need to explore this i need to investigate where this is going to take me if i do this so yeah that's why i really like it right now yeah cool. yeah do you recommend it to people uh no actually i don't at least not very easily because i remember right after being initiated uh which was a very beautiful sensation and very like it now i can say that it has brought me a lot but it's a lot like if you're a sensitive person um you can really like go off balance if you become so open and attuned to energy really yeah i believe i don't think how is that wrong it's not no it's not wrong but i I can't recommend it. You know oh, okay. what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it re it, it's really a choice that you have to yeah. make and you have to accept that maybe oh, yeah. it doesn't always initially feel great. Or yeah. in, you'll, you'll also have to face things that maybe you wouldn't want to have faced. Okay. Do you, re do you recommend it to me? Um, I have to think about that. <laughs> I really do. Because I feel like I know you quite well. And I feel like... I could make the recommendation, but I have to think on it. I'm thinking about it. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so tell me about your 30-day challenge. Well, I completely failed mine. Okay, well, that's fine. But also, just like you, I did something else. Oh, tell me. Um, also, before going to bed, I, I every day now for mm -hmm. the past month, I've put on a, a YouTube video that just plays in the background. Oh, that's nice. And it's like a, a, a sleep meditation for... And you have all these weird sleep meditations. There's so many fun ones. They're so fun. I love those. And it's like, I, I don't take the ones that take like an no. eight hours or no. something because I don't want my phone to be playing eight no. hours. But an hour mm -hmm. and I always fall asleep really quickly. Oh, that's so and, nice. And the idea is that... I mean, their idea is, is that when you listen, when your subconscious mind listens to this stuff, uh -huh. it gets, it also gets uh, absorbed. Right. Or even better. Okay. You don't remember it, but yeah. you absorb it. Okay. And I like the idea. That's so fun. It's like super efficient. Like <laughs> I don't and have to listen to sleep. it. And they help you sleep. That's so and good. And it helps me sleep and it calms me down. Oh, I love and it. And I have this illusion that it's, like hypnotizing me right it's, but it sounds yeah healthy. it's a sleep meditation but also sleep hypnosis okay, they call it okay so i like the idea of being hypnotized yeah in a way that that sort of gets me benefits nice so that's what i've been doing for the past you're gonna continue doing this i love it yeah cool. so yeah yeah same i'm just gonna continue on this as yeah. well yeah but i'm also curious about the reiki thing yeah well we'll talk okay <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. Let's go to the book. Uh, but do we have uh, oh oh right? oh right? um no? I'm thinking new thirty day challenge. Oh well, I, what I was saying, I was just, I I You're think I'm just gonna continue. yeah I'm just gonna keep at it yeah yeah. So since this is not a challenge for me, mm -hmm. I really do hate that I failed the other Aww, challenge. Pumpkin. So I. I want to try again. Okay, so you're gonna try again to track your mornings. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel we'll somewhere that, that it's important. Time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it does help you be conscious of how you spend your mornings. So. Yeah. Okay. The book of the month. We're gonna talk about Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. For those of you who do not know Mark Manson, he's a blogger and internet entrepreneur. Yep. And um, he has written a book before, which was basically a, a pickup artist type book. Mm -hmm. It was self-published, but it sold about 15,000 copies. And now he's come around with this book, which was published somewhere else. Um, and it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah, it was a blog post. It, it was started originally, as a blog post. Yeah. Which went viral. Yes. And then they... Uh, they turn it into turn a it book. Into book. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't really l l read a lot of Mark Manson. Do you? No. 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 Okay. But I did really enjoy reading his book. Did you? I did. Yes. Ah, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Did you? 
Uh, yeah. Good. Um, so his book is basically very easy to read through. Like I went through that thing in like three days, maybe. Like on and off, obviously not mm-hmm. continuous reading for like all that time. But it I, it's easy to read. And, um, you know, I always love real talk. Yeah. I love it when people just tell me. Yeah. Tell me the truth. Tell me like it is. That's just spill the tea. Yes, just spill the tea, honey. (laughs) And I feel like Mark Manson is able to do that in a way that's funny, real, and like makes you think. Yeah, and I I like that he puts everything upside down. Yeah, which is like the episode of um, Seinfeld (laughs) where where they just said like. what if I do the opposite of what I do every day? Mm-hmm. And then he becomes super successful. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, this This is also the thing. It's giving yeah. a fuck. Not giving a fuck, mm-hmm. but it is about giving a fuck. Yeah, it's just you about just giving your fucks to the you right things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's something, like I wrote down a couple of things. And what I really liked is that there's a reason that they call it the subtle art of not giving a fuck because it's very subtle it is it's fucking subtle um <laughs> it's subtle as fuck subtle as fuck now he um um he like that that's the ba- way he, that he starts the book which basically is like illustrating and setting out the different subtleties of how mm-hmm. to not give a fuck which i like mm-hmm. um because it provides a little bit more like i like nuance as well and um but it is a very important message I feel like we're we're giving too many of the fucks mm-hmm. uh, about things that we shouldn't give fucks about, and I feel like he sets it out quite well. And um, related to that, the idea that um, he subscribes to and that he explains very very well is that a pain-free life is not an option. You are going to suffer no matter what. You're going to yeah. fail no matter what. You're going to go through shitty things no matter what. But you can choose to struggle. Yeah. You can choose to what struggle. What is the struggle you want? Exactly. If because you, you're gonna get him. Exactly. If you wanna have um if you wanna have a family and you wanna have babies and you wanna do the whole suburb mom life, sure, go do that. But there is a struggle there and there is pain there too of your kid not behaving the way that you want, of your you and your husband having problems, like pos- potential problems, right? It's not necessarily yeah. th- those, but every decision and every cho- choice that you make and every area of your life that you find important there will be struggle there yeah it comes with its own set of struggles exactly everything you do comes with his own yeah. with its own set of struggles and it's also so that maybe you you see this thing you want mm-hmm. it's like oh that's a nice girl mm-hmm. i would love to be with her yeah you can you can look at it that way it's like that is the thing you, the, the the thing you are going to get but you can also look at it this way it's like what are the struggles that are gonna come with with that with, with the pursuit with, with, with the pursuit, being with, with the being yeah, with, with with the, the relationship yeah. is it worth it is it what you want yeah is that what you want yeah or maybe you think of i want to be a ceo mm-hmm. of a company yeah what are the struggles that come mm-hmm. with being a CEO yeah. at that level is being at that level something you you imagine liking. Yeah. Um, do you want to work with personnel? Do you mm-hmm. want to have so much responsibility? Yeah. Or do, do you, you want, want a struggle? simple yeah. life? Exactly. So what do you want? What is the struggle that you want? What is the struggle yeah. you want? Because yeah. the struggle is going to come. There's going to be struggle yeah. no matter what. And I feel like... Or pain. There's going to yeah. be pain and struggle yeah. and you choose your pain exactly you choose uh, your pain I, you know that is for me is the, the core of the book yeah is and the, it's the, really, the thing that resonated know, with really me the most comforting yeah like you do not have to suffer endlessly you do not have to suffer for everything but there are certain things that are worth suffering for if mm-hmm. they are important to you yeah like your relationship or like a goal that means the world to you yeah. but you shouldn't have to suffer at a shitty job that you hate. Yeah. You shouldn't have to suffer <laughs> because your girlfriend is turning into a psycho every waking moment. You shouldn't have to struggle because, I don't know, your mom's being a bitch and you, you, you know, you don't have to. There are choices to make. And especially with the mom example, like with family, if you have a, like, if your parents and your siblings, if they make you feel like shit all the time, if you do not connect, if you cannot relate, 
there's two things that you can do. You can choose the struggle. You can choose to struggle through in that dysfunctional family environment, or you can choose the struggle of making it out on your own, which is hard because then you're lonely and you're mm-hmm. the black sheep of the family and all of that. But there is a choice. Yeah. And that's another really, really big theme of the book, responsibility. He also like he drags William James into the picture, which is basically the unofficial and official founding father of psychology. Um, and he basically is very much towards the idea of you have to be res- you have to take responsibility for everything that's happening in your life. Yeah. Uh, and in the book, Mark Manson sets out the example that at one point William James just basically said, "Okay, what if I start living my life right now for like the next hundred days?" As if everything that happens is in my life is my responsibility and basically the journey that happens from then on forward. Um, I don't think that we are responsible for everything. However, the idea of taking your personal responsibility and taking the responsibility for what happens in your life is far better than victimhood. Absolutely. Far better. Far better. Because you're always choosing. That's yes. What, that's the point. Yeah. I feel like that's the point. You're always choosing, even when you're not choosing. You're choosing not to choose. Yeah, you're choosing not to choose. It's a very big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually talking about this yesterday because, like, I'm for those of you who don't know, I uh, have always worked at like um, uh, in schools, like in the university, and I've um, transferred to a university of applied sciences. And I'm a student counselor now. And yesterday we had, I have all these courses that I'm doing right now because I need to like, like they need to show me the ropes of this particular job versus whatever else I've been doing before. I have a lot of experience with students, but not exactly in this format. So I've been learning about um, something called solution-based coaching. And it's basically where whenever someone's sitting in front of you and they have a problem, you try, you're, you don't, it's of course you're like, you show empathy and you, you try to listen and you try to be supportive. But the core of it is, so what are you going to do about this? Mm-hmm. So what can you do in order to, pr- to, to, yeah, to yeah. better this? Yeah. What are different steps that you could take in order to make this better? What, yeah. would, you, what would you like to change? What yeah. would you want to do to change this? And I find that so, so interesting because it keeps the responsibility yeah. at the appropriate person instead of taking on someone else's baggage. Oh, and especially at these university places Mm -hmm. where all I ever hear Mm -hmm. from stupid students (laughs) that fuck up that they always complain about the supervision and the (sighs) teachers. We had such bad Mm -hmm. supervision. We had such awful... Teachers, uh, coaches, mentors... Um, the like, material, the the schedule, the blah blah blah. It's it's not perfectly laid out for them exactly at all time. Mm-hmm. They have to do something. Yeah, and I think they're such little bitches. <laughs> I really hate that. You should become my colleague. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, really. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect from university? Mm-hmm. All you should care about is getting your degree. Yeah. And, and whatever you need to do for that. how you do it. Yeah. See, is, but that's not yeah. like, I I, um, I, totally, I totally agree because the first thing that pops into my head whenever something like that happens, okay, so maybe your supervision wasn't all great. What have you done up until this <laughs> point to improve it or to make sure that you stay on top of your game? Because yeah. you're the one who needs to pass the course, aren't you? Aren't you? Bam. Bam. Real talk. But like on the other hand, I also understand that if people fuck up, they should totally be held accountable. Like resp- that's their mm-hmm. responsibility. But that's but, a great excuse, of course. But it's always something that we try to sort of get in, like get printed into someone's yeah. brain. Like there's, you have made choices that have let you here. Yeah. There and there's choices now that you can make in order to lead yourself to somewhere better. But that's why I like this approach. Yeah, it's, that you it's just great. described. Yeah. It really sounds very it's good. Awesome. Yeah, it's not always the best approach because sometimes someone is like in genuine shit that they can't change, and then it's better to be like supportive and be more of a coach in a different aspect. Yeah. But on the whole, it's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And um, what I also really, really like because that's always something that I like in like self-help books, especially from American authors. American authors are very <laughs> strong in this. They come up with these epic examples. 
They yeah. use like all these different, like from pop culture and history, they bring out these like very cool stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's a whole trend. It, yeah, it's a trend thing. and I really, really yeah. love it. And th there's this one part about the band uh, Megadeth. Ah, uh, yeah. That's my favorite. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. The measurement of success. The and measurement the, of success. How you, yeah. you measure your success yeah. to other people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. That's great. Go. Basically, the basic <laughs> plot of that particular storyline is that um, one of the band members is thrown out of a band and he uh, is like super, super down on himself. And he go, I think he goes to Los Angeles uh -huh. uh, and he's super down on himself. But the moment that he like comes into Los Angeles, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be fucking amazing. And the band that kicked me out, they're going to eat my shorts. I'll make sure that we get like yeah. loads of records and we sell loads of records and we sell out concerts and we're going to be epic. And they're just going to be sitting in their shitty vans after shitty <laughs> bar performances. And they go home drunk to their shitty, ugly wives. So what happens is that he actually becomes a member of the like he finds his own new band members and they start a new band and he works his ass off to in order to create that storyline of like i'm gonna be like yeah. a super successful band i'm gonna kick their asses etc etc and he is actually a part of the band megadeth which is a huge huge thing apparently in the metal scene sells out like many concerts sells many many records and is doing really well they're like a really big deal in like the the, the metal scene uh -huh. however the band that he was kicked out of was metallica and Metallica <laughs> goes on to sell a hundred and eighty thousand. What was it? A hundred and eighty million records worldwide. And Megadeth did super well. Like yeah. many people dream of what Megadeth did, but this guy, because he was kicked out of Metallica and always wanted to be better than Metallica, never actually, in his mind, never actually succeeded. Yeah. He felt like a failure exactly and that continued on successful exactly even after the mega mega success of megadeth he did he never felt like he it was accomplished and this isn't that weird it's the the saddest it's the saddest, saddest thing. thing huh and we do it all the time i do it too yeah <laughs> i do it too <laughs> and I, I, it's so eye-opening to see someone like to, to in on that greater scale doing it like Okay, you're doing really nice for yourself. Why are you looking at that? Those guys, <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> but it's, I just thought it was such a cool and sad story. <laughs> oh man. So I just like that's something that I think Mark Manson did really well, like those types of examples. And so basically, it says that like your success doesn't mean anything if you don't measure it correctly. Exactly. Like, yeah. If you measure it like he did then it, it's never there, even with all the actual success that has happened. So, yeah. So what do we do now? What is the, the, the lesson here? The lesson here is basically focus on your own shit. Yeah, but how? Because it's, it's hard. No, we it's live in hard. This Yeah, it's so hard. But um, I feel like the lesson is twofold. Can you like, imagine you have like 50,000 followers on yeah. Instagram? And then you see someone else has 1.2 million. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm, I suck. Yeah. I'm a failure. And it's, This has no point. Right? And <laughs> we do this all the time. So I feel like the lesson is twofold. Number one, um, I think, is that you really need to try as much as you can to focus on what you want to do and what you want to create. And if people love it, then great. But if they don't, well, fuck them. So that's one. And... I had another one that I, well, yeah, the other one is basically, again, maybe there's always going to be people that do better than you. Always. Always. Always, so, always, always. So why give a fuck Even about that particular thing? Even if you have a yacht yeah. that is like huge, Yeah. you will go to Monaco and then and you will see- And you'll find someone <laughs> on a bigger yacht. Exactly. That's a beautiful, beautiful metaphor. <laughs> And it's so true. It's so true. So you need to focus on your own things and accept or that you're never gone. Sorry? Or have the biggest yacht. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding, people. You need to accept that there's always going to be someone with a bigger yacht. And that that's not the end of the world. If yeah. you like it on your little canoe, be fucking happy with your little fucking canoe. canoe. 
<sighs> so that was my. Uh, I talked a lot. That's a great one. That's yeah. a great one. I like the the Picasso story. Oh yeah, that's a, I knew that one. That's a that's a that's you a that very one? commonly used one. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because I'm really into art right now. Mm -hmm. So um, cool. The story goes. Should I tell the story? Yeah, yeah. Please. Okay, so yeah. so the story goes like uh, Picasso being Picasso. He was just sitting there yeah. at this cafe, scribbling on a napkin. Like mm -hmm. we scribble penises yeah. on napkins, like, and he would just scribble his own little modernism, yeah. awesome little sketch. And then he he finished his coffee, one went out, and like was ready to take the napkin and put it from in his an, pocket from, and yeah. just 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 he just uh what do you, what do you call yeah, that I'm, just I'm thinking of the word i <laughs> frumple it up you frumple when you scrunch frumple yeah scrunch it up you scrunch, scrunch it up, it up yeah. before you uh, are ready to throw it out and this woman came up to him he was she was looking and he was like sir can i have this napkin please i will uh, pay you for it i will pay you, you for it and he's like Okay, sure. $20,000. <laughs> and the woman is like, what? This is an outrage. This is just it, a it, napkin. It, it, it took you like two seconds. Yes. And then he said, no, yeah. it took me 60 years. Ah. And I was like, oh, boom. boom that's if Picasso true. had a mic at that moment, he would have fucking dropped it. <laughs> and that's the truth. And what is the lesson there? What is the lesson there? It's the lesson there for me is how you perceive value. Is yeah. how value is created. Yeah, and that overnight success is never actually an overnight it's, success. No, no, no. You're, every step of the way counts. Yeah. If so, our podcast ever like I don't know gets more well known than it is right now, like sometimes that can happen like very quickly, but still it would not be an overnight success no. because we've been at this for three years already have we wow i know right <laughs> or are we no we're season 2015 two. we're season two we're starting th season three mm -hmm. next year okay well two years well you know what i mean yeah no, season one took two years <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe that's true <laughs> my bad sorry about it yes no but you mean you know what i mean like even if this explodes at one point yeah we all we have already been doing this even like like this and you have been doing it for Right? Far longer exactly. than that. Yeah. So even if like... It's built on that platform. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's yeah. not an overnight success. No. no. Overnight success doesn't exist. No. No. You know what I also really liked? <laughs> <laughs> the story about Aaron the fucking psycho. Ooh. <laughs> Do you the girl? that story? Yeah. Just so fucked up. <laughs> That's so fucked up. So, oh. okay, listeners, listen up. In his story, he basically tells us this... <clears throat> He basically tells this story about her, her name is Erin, right? Or is that the fiance? I don't know. Fuck, I'm gonna look it up because I think her name is Erin. Okay. And basically, it's a complete fucking weirdo who stalks Mark Manson and is like convinced that she is gonna cheat death. Like she's oh, super, yeah. super into self help, mm -hmm. but she believes that she needs, 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 needs. Mark Manson to be her life partner because otherwise she won't be able to do it. So the thing is, <laughs> I think they met each they right. met each other at like some sort of seminar and they like he slept with her and uh, she basically started to get super intense straight after. And when he said, you know, let's not do this, then she went, well, then I'm gonna kill myself, which is basically the fucking worst thing that you can say mm -hmm. after uh, being told that someone's not that into you. And basically from there on out, they she just like. She kept stalking and stalking him. Yeah, it's, her name is Erin. Um, what's her, no, the fiance? The name of the fiance is not right there. Uh, isn't there? But Erin basically, um, she's convinced that she needs Mark Manson, and she knows, like, because that's the thing that Mark Manson writes. She knows that that some, that the thing she's doing is not good, and that it's not good for her. It's not. It's definitely not good for Mark because Mark obviously feels awful. Um, but she can't stop. She knows it's unhealthy, but for some reason she just had to keep doing it. And the idea basically is she was unable to give up what doesn't work, which is a very human thing. Yeah. Like this is obviously to the nth and to the craziest degree, but 
somehow humans don't give up what doesn't work. If you're in a relationship where you're no longer really happy, where you just sit next to each other on the couch, not talking about anything, you don't really give it up, even though it doesn't work anymore, because you don't know how. You don't know how. You Same don't know with what's, unhealthy what's habits. On the other side, you don't. You're scared. And plus, saying um, "I don't want to do this anymore" isn't a difficult thing to to conceive. Mm -mm. But the pain that exactly. comes with and it, everything that happens that after, you can you can imagine. Yeah, and it's always wanting. easier to not make a choice than yeah. to actually make a choice. Yeah. And I commend Mark Manson for the way that he's like chill about this Aaron the Psycho. Um, but I just like I liked the idea of the way that he turned it into a metaphor, like. Mm -hmm. somewhere deep down she knows that this is really unhealthy but she just doesn't know how to stop and i like you can see that in a subtle and way more subtle way in ourselves like i know some things that i do don't work mm -hmm. but i find myself doing them still and like i can see it in other people too like i, I see people who make the same mistakes in relationship over and over again they know it doesn't work, but they don't know how to not do it. Yeah, and then they say it's the definition of insanity. It is the definition of insanity. But it's hard to actually change that to that degree, I think. Yeah. But so also sometimes I see myself doing the thing that doesn't work. Right? From from a, another perspective and mm -hmm. I see myself doing it, yeah. but I can't not do it right it's like yeah it's super weird it's it, it requires so but, much of your yeah. willpower and strength and c mental capacity in order to stop yourself from doing certain ingrained routines yeah that it's it's natural that that happens so that's another part that i really really liked um is there something we can um find that is about not giving a fuck um where where does that um weirdly no except for like the beginning of the book where it's basically saying okay you have to not give a fuck about unimportant things but it's okay to give a fuck about more important things yeah. but other than that most of the things that i got about this got out of this book are not necessarily so much about not giving a fuck they're more about um, well, maybe that is not giving a fuck. Because the thing is, you give a fuck about your happiness. You want to be yeah. happy all the time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. by stopping to give a fuck about your mental state or your emotional state. Yeah, that's, that's, that, is, that is it. Yeah. 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 It's the feedback loop from hell. Exactly. From giving a fuck about giving a fuck. Yeah. About <laughs> <laughs> you give too many fucks yeah. about maybe happiness like exactly, i'm yeah. not happy yet so yeah. you oh, give shit. a fuck about yeah. happiness yeah so you're worried that you're uh not happy so yeah you 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 start coming into this yeah. feedback loop and that's the thing that mark manson says yeah. stop doing that because life sucks anyway right life sucks anyway and that's like the final thing that i wrote down about the book yeah uh, i really like the end of the book also but that's uh neither here nor there um he says failure is the way forward yeah and what I read in there is that pain is always going to be part of it. Yeah. And you sh and you should not give a fuck about g about feeling that pain, about experiencing that pain, about experiencing that failure. Yeah. He uses this metaphor of the VCR. Yeah. The, the VCR. Um, the v yeah, the video. Uh, the video player. recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, when he was a kid, he was the one who just would bash all the buttons oh, until mm -hmm. he figured out how yeah. to record something without using the manual. Yeah. So he just would press every button. Mm -hmm. And of course, no, it wouldn't work in the beginning, but no. sooner or later, you start to know how. And um, people always ask him questions like, how do I ask this guy out on uh -huh. a date? Yeah. And he... He says that's a VCR problem because, yeah. Well, what do you mean? How do you yeah. ask someone on a date? I literally <laughs> just heard you say the words. So it's just say them to the right person. Yeah, but yeah. the distinction is, of course, that um, you give a fuck about yeah. 
the what pain. What happens then? Yeah. yeah, you don't give. You, you can say the words. Mm-hmm. I would like to go out with you. Of course, you know how yeah. to do this. But but it's everything else. That it's you everything else that you you don't, you just don't want to deal with it, and exactly. you want a way around it. That's the that's the you real want, question. Yeah, you want to guarantee that they're going to say, "Oh yes." But that's not going to happen. That's not the way that the world this works. This is just not. So, mm. do you want the pain of rejection mm. when you want that this is the question is do you want to be with that person so badly that you are willing to yeah, to, to risk to risk the rejection? Yeah. Um and that yeah. is the choice you yeah. make. So, I like the upside down. Definitely. The upside downness of this is that there is going to be pain. There yeah. is going to be struggle. Life fucking yeah. sucks to start with. Yeah. And then you can just slightly improve. Exactly. And um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. One last thing that I really, really mm, yeah, sure. like. Go for it. That um, I now live with is that inspiration is not something you wait for you, inspiration is not something you wait for and then you start no it is also a subtle feedback loop mm-hmm. a positive one so it comes from doing so when you just start then the inspiration <laughs> the chance of inspiration arriving mm-hmm. is larger than yeah. sitting around waiting till it comes so that is um it's like what is it action inspiration uh, action <laughs> i don't know i don't know something like that yeah and it's truth there's truth in that yeah but that's another thing that i feel like a lot of books are focusing more on these days than they did before just go do shit yeah fuck the pain fuck the embarrassment fuck planning and scheduling forever and ever exactly. just go do shit don't give fuck don't give a fuck exactly so do we recommend the book yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, f- I hear some hesitation no because um not everybody is gonna like the way no, this realness is so real yeah but i feel like a lot of our listeners would yeah of course oh i would recommend it to our cool yeah. listeners oh yeah because you you get it you guys get it <laughs> It's true. No, the thing is, I really, really like this book. But I have to say, if I'm going to recommend you a book about not giving a fuck, it would be in that, it would be a different one. All right. Ah, so Here we go. the uh, next book. Um, so basically, for the final episode, we're going to be reviewing Sarah Knight's The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. And I'm not going to talk about it because if I start, then we're basically going to continue on this podcast forever and ever. But if I had to choose between, like, I would recommend this The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. But if I had to make a choice between which one of the two I would recommend, I would choose Sarah Knight's The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. That's funny because The Life-Changing Magic... Of, yeah. It's like the same start of the title of yeah, Marie so Kondo. Con- yeah, I know. Yeah. The life-changing magic yeah. of tidying up. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But we're not going to talk about it now. Okay. Moving on. My current obsession. What is your obsession? Well, um, I bought a pink water kettle for my new office. I see it. I'm so happy about it. It's it's so cute. It's so cute and it's so pink. <laughs> so I have this new office and I already bought a painting from one of my friends and I basically got like little notebooks there and thingies and it's all like I'm making it my own. But I'm a huge tea snob. Um, so I had to have my own little water <laughs> kettle there so I can make my tea. So that would be my first obsession. I think it's so cute. And tomorrow I'm taking it to the office. I just ordered it. So it's right now on the table. Um, so that's my uh, my first one. What's yours? That's cool. We should put it in the show notes so people we will can definitely buy it, from, do it yeah. from Amazon. It's from Cool Blue, actually. A cool Blue? Love Cool Blue. Oh. Yeah. Does no, Cool Blue do affiliate links? <laughs> I'm going to check that shit out. <laughs> Support a woman right here. Right? <laughs> I'm going to check that out. All right. What's yours? Mine are the donuts from the Harewood Bakery in Amsterdam. 
I am like a huge ambassador. Really? Of the what is it called? It's called the Harewood Bakery. Harewood Bakery. Yeah. Okay. Where is it? Link below. Yes, on of course. To the Instagram. They have something called the creme brulee donut. Oh my god. I'm and just, I don't know. I don't died. know why this is not a thing right. yet. Why there's no line outside. This girl hand makes the donuts oh. in the morning. She just makes a batch of amazing donuts. <gasps> Where is it in Amsterdam? It's uh, Albert Kuyp. Uh, okay. It's tiny, tiny little place. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh my they're, God, so they're excited. made from brioche dough. Oh. So they're super soft. And the, 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 the toppings and fillings are all like d- gour- gourmet. Why they're, am I not in Amsterdam right now? I hate that I didn't have time this morning. to Right? Get. They're, o- they're closed on Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Which is... So basically Awful, what you're saying is I need to go to Amsterdam to eat those uh, donuts. Yes. Okay, great. They're not cheap, but... They I, don't need to be. I, they don't need to be. I love, love, love them. Okay, great. That's a good one. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta check that out. Okay, I have one other one. Um, because maybe I told you last time, but I didn't talk about it in the podcast. I uh, have a OneFit subscription. No. Do, you know, do you know what that is? No. OneFit is basically an app on your phone and it comes with a membership. Membership is 50 euros a month. And basically what happens if you live in either Utrecht, The Hague, Amsterdam or Rotterdam, you can basically unlimited, you have unlimited access to certain gyms, gyms? and classes. Certain? And yeah. There's like a lot. So there's a lot of them to choose from. How cool. Uh, not everyone is like is part of it, but a lot of gyms are also affiliated with OneFit, so you can also check in in their uh, gyms. What cities did you say? Utrecht, The Hague, Amsterdam, and Rotterdam. And the great okay. thing is that right now cool. I can, you, when you have a me- membership, you can go in all the, th- the four cities. Yeah. So I can go in like if I'm done at work, I can go in Rotterdam. Also fancy ones. Yeah. Fancy yeah, like they ones. have like. Uh, there's a different like there's a couple of spas in, yeah, in, yeah. in the egg that you can go to awesome. um, and really really nice gyms and nice yoga yoga studios so i've had it since um mid-july i think yeah mid-july and um i'll include a link below that gives you 20 euros off of your first month and it gives me 10 euros off on my subscription if I don't like, if you don't subscribe via my link, fine. But if you do, then I have a ten euro discount on one of my months on my invoices. Support a girl. Support your girl. Um, and the thing is, I love it so much. Like it's unbelievable how well this works for me. Because I've always talked about how I'm unable to like create like a regimen. I mm-hmm. either work out all the time or not at all. Guess which bitch has been working out three or four times a week ever since mid-July? <laughs> this one! This one! <laughs> it's because it's so fun. Like, there's all these different things you oh. can do. Bootcamp, personal training, yoga classes, fitness classes. I've done Zumba. I've done kickboxing. There's And I do kickboxing anyway. But, like, you can all try all these different things. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's two things about that that really work. Is A, what I just said about, like, you can try all these different things. So you can really see what you're in the mood for. That's one. But the other thing that also really works, you have to cancel either two hours before or you have to go. Oh, so you have to put your... Um, you have to... You have to um, yeah, you have to... Uh, uh, how do you say that? You have to reserve a class. Yeah. And, it, well, if I reserve a class in the morning and then after, like, a couple hours I realize that I can't go, you can just cancel. These are all classes. And I do classes, but you can also uh, just check into gyms. Okay, good. But I hate fitness equipment. I don't want to deal with that shit. Good, good, good. Yeah, I so just want to yeah, do, do classes, okay, cool. which, which is, is awesome. like, really, really fun. So what really works is if I have, um, if I booked a class and it's, past the two hour uh mark mark i have to go (laughs) which is great which is great because then i actually go yeah it's amazing for me it works like it works unbelievably well it's a great stick it really is so i am obsessed with that thing and i work out with so much joy all the time and I really like the, the 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 routine that I've been getting. Like, and I, of, of course, I have my favorites. And Bikram Yoga is actually also affiliated with OneFit, so then I can also still take some Bikram Yoga classes. But no. I do a lot of Yin Yoga, and I've done 
a lot of Pilates and uh, there's this personal trainer in my neighborhood no. that I go to. So it's it's just so fun. You can try so many different things and which is great for your body. But also I basically started doing it because I wanted to get used to trying new things and not feeling awkward about not being able to do something straight away because that's a huge thing of mine. I want to be able to like either yeah. be the champion right away or I don't <laughs> want to do it at all. And this is really getting me comfortable with... Yeah, making it more comfortable and more in my comfort zone to just be the person that isn't really up to speed about everything. Oh, cool. So I really like that. So that was my other one, One Fit. Check it out. I really obsession. If you live in one if you live in or near one of those four cities, I swear to God, just try it for a while. You won't regret it. It's so fun. That's my pitch. pop culture pleasure okay you start let me start by saying that last week we discussed a couple of pop culture pleasures mm-hmm. including my dad wrote a porno yes <laughs> and oh my right? god it's so oh, amazing I'm so happy i've been getting everyone onto it i just love it me too it's so good it's so viral, isn't it? It's it's, you, it's yeah. so viral that you just push it onto people's I, faces. Everyone like, here, has here, to. Here, give me your phone. Yeah. You have to you download. You have to download yeah. this right now. Yes. Like one of my friends, he was so funny because I told him you you've got to listen to this because he's in the, he's commuting in a train and it, I told him you like it will make your life so much better. Just do it. <laughs> And he started texting me, and he was like, "All these people are looking at me weird yeah, because I yeah. keep laughing, but it's just so funny. I can't stop laughing." And then later on, he texted me. He's like, "There's a season two and three? I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> it was like, "I didn't know that. I'm so happy." <laughs> and I keep getting like texts from friends and 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 talking to people who just love it too. It's just, guys, honestly, if you haven't gotten on board yet, yeah, you will not regret it. It's. It's um, incredible to me. What do you like about it? Uh, but um, you have to like writing a little bit. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. You, you gotta be a writing kind of person, at least or a person, a person who likes to read or yeah. write or knows about a bad writing. Yes, because who, the bad because writing. Because the bad writing is the best bad writing ever. You took the words out of my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. So. Every sentence they stop and discuss and yes. and, and 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 it's true. It's, it's like it's like yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and I'm I'm uh, obsessed. I'm obsessed. I laugh about it. I laugh when I when I laugh out loud. I laugh out loud just like you. And I just walk around with like a really like creepy smile on my yeah. face all the time. And and that's what when my friend texts me is like, people are looking at me weird. They're like, why are you smiling? This is not normal. Why are you doing this? I'm just like, yes, we're starting a movement. We're all creepy smiling at my dad wrote a porno. Yeah. Yes. Belinda blinked. Belinda blinked. Oh my God. <laughs> What's and your favorite part so, so far? Not and then sexy we'll, all the time. Oh, it's it, so not sexy. How on earth? Like I have never been less aroused. No, never. me neither. How it's, is it possible? Yes. Why is everybody wearing a thong? <laughs> so all the guys are wearing black cool, thongs. Oh man. Okay, we're, we're giving too much away, but yeah, uh, it's so funny. It Have you listened to the to the show to the uh, footnotes where Joe Lysa talks like about the Amazon reviews? Sometimes, yes. Yeah, oh, I, so I don't. I, I I generally just go fly through the episodes. Yeah, me too. I I listened to the episodes first, and then I started going oh, through the show okay, notes. Yeah, yeah. The one with Joe Lysa, the one with Michael Sheen, uh, and uh, George Ezra are yeah. all really funny. Oh, you okay, should listen cool. to those. Those yeah. are good. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on board with that. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So fun. Yeah. Good. Now so, we're both blinkers. Yeah, we're b- <laughs> blinkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Cool. Such good memories. Right. I listened to it on a road trip with my van. Oh. I just, I, I, I can remember the place. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go next. Okay. Next one. Um. Mm-mm. I got tickets to go see Black. You did you? Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. When? Uh, it's on January twenty fourth in Amsterdam. What the uh, Heineken Music Hall? No, Melkweg. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm so stoked. Sorry, Heineken Music Hall doesn't. 
I think it's too big. It's it's not called Heineken Music Hall anymore. What's it called now? Who knows? Yeah, who cares? Um, no, but um, I think I talked Afas about Black Live. before. Sorry? Afas Live? Which is a, such a... That's a terrible, terrible name. Terrible name. Terrible. Heineken Musical was so good. Why is the it name was amazing. Oh, uh, but okay. Sidetrack. Sidetrack. Anyway. Melkweg. Yeah. Um, so um, I talked about him before. He's been my pop culture pleasure before yeah. because I just love his album and Free. And he's blowing up. Huh? He's, he's blowing really up. He's going up. Going he's up. becoming quite quite big. And you were um, there in the beginning, woman. I loved him before <laughs> everyone else did. So hipster. No, he's um, um, he brought out a few songs afterwards that I also really loved. One of my favorites is That Far and Bless Me is really good and Loyal is one of my favorites. And just now he real um, um, so I saw that the tickets were on sale and I didn't have the time to buy them, but then I listened to his new song, or at least uh, um, it's actually a song by Rituals. I think it's called L- "Drowned Lovers" or something like that, with a verse by Black, and it's so so beautiful. Um, so that song and the fact that I I'm going to see Black finally are my pop culture uh, pleasures. Yeah. How cool! Yes, so stoked. Do you have another one? Well. I'm a little upset that you haven't mentioned RuPaul's Drag Race yet. Oh my god! We <laughs> almost made it through without without talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. That's like I, I must be sick. I must be getting like I must be under the weather or something. No, um, but actually, I can tell you, yeah, that me and my friends started watching season nine. Ah! <laughs> it's season nine. And you don't know how to sew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yay! Who's your favorite? It. I love it, love it. It's so fun. It's just fun. Who's it's you, so much favorite? fun. Um, uh, uh, I would say... Um, Nina... <laughs> Nina? Bonina. Nina Bonina. Bofana. Osama. Bin Laden Brown. <laughs> Nina Bonina Brown. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I I have a lot of favorite. I like the 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 fat one. Eureka. Eureka. Yeah, she's fun. She's fun, but uh, she just needs to shut her fucking mouth. She talks yeah? too much, but oh, okay, she's cool. cool. Yeah. No, but I'm, I I've seen four episodes, that's so I'm so I'm, cool. I'm not really that far no. into it. But it's on Netflix. Yay! It's, it's that's on why it's on Netflix, yeah, and and and, and you know it. Netflix, it keeps, just keeps playing, and before yeah. you know it, you're yeah. you, you've seen it. <laughs> Four days later, <laughs> covered in crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I would have stayed watching. Yeah. If I didn't have to to sure. leave, yeah. um, I was at my friend's house, mm. and we were just enjoying it. So that's much. so nice. Yeah. And I, I I I I saw. Maybe a few episodes of season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, with all with, the tri- with Trixie mm-hmm. Mattel was yes. in season Trixie seven. Mattel's yeah, my yeah. I'm going to see her in November again. Yeah, she's in Amsterdam this time. Oh, how cool! You're right? going to see. Her. Maybe she will recognize you. I don't think so. But <laughs> it's a nice idea. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love I love the the humor. I love it's the so puns. Fun. Yeah, it's beautiful. The puns are amazing. Right. Yeah, cool. and I completely get it. Yay! Yeah. You know what I'm also surprised about? That we haven't talked about n- new Taylor Swift's music. Have we not? No. We have not? No. Oh, that's weird. Because I remember that you that tweeted at one weird. point that you that uh, look what what you made me yeah. do was yeah. your new pop culture pleasure, but it's been a, it's been a while. That's it. And it's um, been a while. It's not yeah. it's not new anymore. Exactly. The, 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 the pace of the world is just so it's, fast. Uh, it's crazy. But you want to hear the sad thing? I really didn't care for that song. I thought it was kind of basic. It was basic. But Ready for It, that's the one. That's the one I liked. I liked Ready for It. Um I'm going to wait for the album yeah. to, to 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 have that's probably a, smart. A, a Maybe she when is it launched? Hmm? Do you know when she drops the album? No, but um, I did like and I did learn a lot from Taylor Swift's approach. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a little too much this time, but she has a way of making things so. Oh my god! Relevant. I totally forgot my. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. No, I agree. She made she made use of social media and all of that in an interesting yeah. way. But every every frame in the video. Yeah. 
has has meaning. That's true. Everything. It's just Beyonce did it, and Beyonce does it better. Oh, so there you go again. Sorry. Comparing. (laughs) Comparing. It's true. No, but it just doesn't impress me, especially because I feel like for Taylor Swift, it's all these obscure references to all the dumb shit that's happened yeah. in her like public life, and I just don't care. Or maybe you don't. Yeah, other but people might. Yeah. A lot of people love the intertextuality. Yeah, that's true. And intertextuality is the word du jour. <laughs> that is what I've learned, and that is what I have to do yeah. more. Yeah. For my obscure work. Yeah, sure. All my work is super obscure mm-hmm. right now. And it needs some intertextuality, okay. honey. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I need to get the Taylor Swift lessons ah, into yeah, my work. I, f- I do find that interesting. The yeah. lessons that you can learn from yeah. pop culture icons. Speaking of, which is actually... <laughs> exactly. A pop culture pleasure that I completely spaced on until I heard you talk about pop legends. Gaga's documentary, Five Foot Two. Holy shit. I like Gaga. Uh, Gaga. I haven't I been majorly a big fan. I haven't been crazy. I loved her music and I listened mm-hmm. from time to time, but I've never been like obsessed. I haven't listened to Joanne because some- somehow it just didn't really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, the documentary is so good, and she's so cute, and she's so sort of like out there, but but very relatable and sweet, and but also like isn't afraid to lay down the uh, lay down the law if people around her are fucking up, and it's just it's such a good documentary. I'm gonna watch it again today because I'm so fucking impressed by everything, and it's very inspiring too the yeah. way that she handles her shit, I... and she talks about. Because one of my favorite Gaga uh, moments is that when she broke, when right before she became famous, mm-hmm. um, she was working a lot, obviously, and she broke up with her boyfriend then. And he was just saying, yeah, but the music thing is just never going to pan out and this and that. And she told him, at one point, you're going to go to the coffee store and you won't even be able to order a fucking latte with her without <laughs> hearing my fucking music on the uh, playing. And that has always been one of my favorite Gaga moments. And in the documentary, she talks about the pain of the struggle, the pain Mm -hmm. of every time she goes through like an amazing thing in her career, something in her love life goes wrong. She every time there's like a huge breakthrough, like when she won an Emmy, when she got in a movie, when her new album dropped, every time her relationship ends. And that hurts her. She's sad about that. And she talks about that in such a beautiful, beautiful way. That it was just really, really cool to. It, it's a. It. I would recommend the documentary to everyone. It's so good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I love it the same way I love Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's that you can learn so much. Exactly. From it. Yeah. It is the marketing, the the way right? you go beyond the fat how to to, to work with the so fans. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, my boyfriend, who's a data scientist, hey, um, actually (coughs) told me that um, he went to a couple of talks from like a very like big guru in data science, and he always uses Gaga as an example in the way that she has worked with social media and managed 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 basically to outrank so many other artists in those aspects. Even though, for example, her music video music videos were always three or four minutes because yeah. you know attention span. Mm-hmm. She never she went fuck it. All her music videos on YouTube are like seven or eight minutes long, yeah. and somehow within like the first couple of months of her rise to fame, they had already been watched more than yeah. name anyone. Yeah, yeah, because she has a way of making things important. Exactly. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter exactly how long it is. Yeah. Plus. It's not about attention span. It's not the attention no. span is not about how many minutes your video is. No. It's how interesting exactly. your video is. Definitely. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. What is this amateur hour? Ugh. Yeah. God. It's true. So yeah. All right. So that's that. That's that. Good episode. <laughs> this was fun. Okay, so quick summary for those of you um, who have forgotten everything or just, or I don't know, maybe you just listen to the last five minutes because you want to just speedily catch because up. I don't know your life. span. Exactly. I don't know your life. Um, we talked about our 30-day challenges. Mine right now is Reiki, and I will continue that. 
Um, Andrews is a sleep meditation hypnosis thing that he listens to before going to bed, but he will try again to track his mornings. We talked about Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and we both really like the book, and it's very much about not giving a fuck about not being happy, accepting the struggle, but also like doing what you want um, and realize that pain is always going to be part of everything that you want to that you want to do and that you want to achieve. Then we talked about our obsessions. Mine is a pink water kettle and my OneFit subscription, my OneFit membership. And Andrews was, what was your obsession oh, again? My, my donuts. Oh yeah, the donuts. the donuts. Oh my God, the donuts. Yes, which is I feel relevant like really important information for all of us. So we're going to link the address <laughs> and everything down below. Um, and then finally, we talked about our pop culture pleasures and mine is um, uh, the new song by Black and the fact that I'm going to see him in concert and also um, the Five Foot Two documentary by Lady Gaga and Andrew's yours were... Um, I talked about RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh yeah, you talked about <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race for me, which is oh, and my dad and wrote my a dad wrote Yeah, and my dad wrote a yeah, yeah. So really exciting. Last ep- next episode is the last episode of season two, and we're going to be talking about the books by Sarah Knight, the life changing magic of not giving a fuck, and her second book, Get Your Shit Together. I'm super excited, and I hope you are too. If you like our podcast, please leave a review or a, a, a rating on iTunes. Please subscribe to us and let us know what you think in either the comments on my blog or on social media with the hashtag self Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it so much. And we will see you next month. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>